0: welcome to we empower a podcast brought to you by un women join our roundtable discussion with inspirational actors on the push for gender equality and women empowerment in uganda what have we achieved and what is left to be done we invite you to join us as we delve into the trailblazing commitment to break the barriers to gender equality in uganda welcome back to the we empower podcast brought to you by un women uganda and KQ Hub. Today, we are joined by the country representative for Uganda, Adeke Mingeli. I hope I said that right.
1: Country representative at interim.
0: An interim at interim. At interim.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we shall be talking about gender equality in Uganda today, where we are at, what can be done, and who needs to do what. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So, We've seen that globally we often hear that women and girls as a group are being left behind in certain developments and we hear of the issues that are challenging the achievement of their rights or their access to certain rights, things like violence against women and girls, high rates of poverty, high rates of um, misinformation and less education, girls leaving school early due to early pregnancy. So in your opinion, are women and girls being left behind in Uganda today?
1: That is a million-dollar question, (laughs) and it's also the reason why UN Women exists uh, across the world. First of all, um, it's important because we have a mixed audience. I would just like to clarify the issue about gender equality or gender inequality. It's not just about women's empowerment, because when you talk about gender equality, people think just about women's empowerment. It's more than that. It's about a moral imperative where we're looking at um, women and girls' contribution to national development being left behind, and also the years that women and girls have been educated being forgone. this is about ensuring that we can utilize the capacity and the talent of half of the population and channel that towards the nation's development. So yes, we are seeing uh, a huge gap in gender equality in Uganda in in several areas. First of all, um, Uganda is one of the countries in Africa where we've seen a lot of progress, and we would want to commend the government and uh, national actors in Uganda for that progress. However, the, the progress has been painfully slow, and the change has not been sustainable. Yes. And therefore, um, we have been working over the years since uh, UN Women came into existence which is over 10 years ago. I've been working to ensure that we can put the measures in place to uh, bring about that transformation. Um, it's important to, uh, figures and uh, data and statistics are very important. The World Economic Forum found out that if we continue at this rate to address gender inequality across the world, it will take us over 135 years to close the gender gap. So um, that means we would, all, all our efforts would come to naught. So that means we need to have audacious, ambitious, and bold and courageous actions, and uh, decisions and policies to be able to accelerate that progress. And I, I can say that uh, following COVID, uh, that was uh, the year after COVID, UN Women, in collaboration with the government of France and Mexico uh, as well as young people came together to think of, to look back reflected on Beijing Platform for Action, I'm sure you've heard about Beijing Platform for Action, where um, it's regarded to be the most um, important uh, pact for advancing women's rights. So 25 years after that was in 2020. And so UN Women went through a process of assessing uh, the gaps, identifying the issues, consultations on that, and also looking at the work of UN Women over the last 10 years. And we came up with certain very important findings which um, were packaged together in what we call the Generation Equality Forum and as as I said, was supported by the government of France and of Mexico. Now, uh, even though we've made progress, uh, here in Uganda, the Generation Equality Forum is is very important. Why is is that important? Um, Let me highlight a few of the gaps, very important gaps that um, we have here in Uganda on gender inequality. First of all, when you look at intimate partner violence in Uganda, that is anyone who's had a romantic relationship with a man, 56%, that is more than half of all those relationships have been found to experience um, sexual violence or physical violence or any form of one form of violence or the other. That is huge. So half of the women who have had an amorous relationship have had that experience, more than half. So that is um, something that is critical. And when you look at all the uh, countries in the region, uh, either uh, whether it's Kenya, they're below the 40s, or um, if you look at uh, Tanzania, which is about 46, or Rwanda, which is about 37, where we are ranking at 56%. So that's too high, and therefore it calls for concerted action and bold uh, decision-making. Also, um, when you look at um, those who uh, women who are in pregnancy, 9% of them have experienced violence. Um, We are not strangers to the uh, experiences of young women and girls uh, through the COVID, uh, where um, pregnancy has skyrocketed in, in Uganda and that's due to gender-based violence. So there's so much in that area. Maternal mortality rate is quite high, and one third of, uh, uh, of the uh, challenges in, in maternal mortality are attributed to gender-based violence. So this is one area that needs to be addressed uh, with all hands on board. The second area, which is quite interesting and it's linked to gender-based violence in some ways because this is about women's economic empowerment. And we know that um, women who suffer violence uh, have uh, a limited access to economic resources and uh, there is an interlinkage between uh, uh, gender-based violence and women's uh, economic empowerment. Yes. Now in Uganda, the statistics are uh, women earn less than men. And about twenty-five percent less than men. These are not just—it's uh, not just um, ideas, but based on empirical data and statistics and researches that have been conducted. And in terms of the uh, wage gap, when you look at the wage gap between uh, uh, women and men, where the men uh, in Uganda uh, who have one main job earn up to. 250,000 uh, Ugandan shillings compared to uh, about half of that for women, even less than half. So this this is something that uh, needs to be addressed. That gender pay gap is, is what is called gender pay gap when you look at the uh, differences between uh, what women and men earn, and that needs to be addressed. Only 37% of women in paid employment as uh, compared to 53%. uh, uh, For men, so um, this has to be addressed, Uh, and um, I know that government. One of the aspirations of the of the uh, national development plan is to address um, household income, which is very commendable. And um, UN Women is standing behind the government in ensuring that we can uh, support the uh, implementation of the parish development model, which is aimed at putting hands in, in. funds in the hands of uh, ordinary Ugandans. Now let's look at some issues around education, the gap in education, particularly in the area of uh, science, technology, um, as well as engineering and mathematics. Those are areas where um, traditionally women uh, shy away from. uh, But then uh, research has shown that where women thrive in the area of STEM, which is called STEM, um, it closes the gender pay gap. So if we implement more interventions in the area of STEM, then we will be able to close that gap even uh, much easier. And in Africa, uh, 24% of women versus 35% of men uh, have access to the internet. We know how expensive that is in Uganda, and women in the rural area cannot access uh, internet, which is about access to information, knowledge and advancement, um, and so on and so forth. Let's uh, talk a little bit about property. Uh, The importance of um, landed property cannot be overemphasized, because when you have landed property, uh, it gives uh, uh, security, it uh, provides, um, you are able to take up a loan. Uh, for those who are smallholder farmers, when they have access to landed property, it increases their profits. So what is the uh, comparative um, position between men and women when it comes to ownership of landed property? 74.3% um, of, um, uh, of uh, women do not have access to their own homes as, a, as an individual but that is huge. That is almost all women in <laughs> yes. Uganda when you think about it. And in the rural area, it is, it is even worse. So um, the important thing is to ensure that women can gain access to um, 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 landed property. That is one of the factors of production, as we well know. And the fact that majority of uh, Ugandan women are in the agri-sector and uh, they, uh, they are the ones that provide the highest uh, contribution to labor in the agri-sector. It's important that they have access to um, ownership and access to landed property so that they can, um, uh, it can unlock their economic potentials. So, um, in short, when you look at uh, the different areas of, uh, of, of well-being uh, for women in Uganda, there are huge gaps. And and therefore, um, over the last uh, two years or so, we've been going through consultations, analysis, uh, research to give us the data and to put um, um, evidence in our hands to help us shape our program for the next few years. And I I mentioned generation equality. I can uh, highlight that later.
0: Thank you so much. So now that our listeners have an understanding of what exactly women and girls are being left behind in, I'm sure they'd love to know how can these challenges be solved to gain gender equality in the country, particularly in the work of the UN, what is being done to make sure these gaps are being closed? Okay, so that takes
1: me uh, to generation equality. So I did mention uh, Beijing Platform for Action, um, that was 25 years ago, and um, even though it is seen as a timeless uh, pact for advancing gender equality, however, um, after, the, after the analysis was conducted and the review, there were certain gaps that were identified, and it showed uh, that um, if we were to close the gender equality gaps across the world, and also we did that research here, in, in Uganda, it means we would have to take very bold action as UN women, as development partners, as government and other actors, and especially in terms of increasing financing for gender equality. Uh, when you look at the uh, statistics uh, for gender equality uh, and the commitments in terms of uh, um, a commitment of international development actors, it is just about five, 4 to 5% of uh, international development aid, which is, is, is abysmal, I have to say. When you look at uh, uh, um, SDG 5, which is regarded to be at the center and critical to advancement of all the other SDGs, that is SDG five on gender equality. The criticality of that um, uh, goal of the of the SDGs means that there needs to be more focus, more financing, and and uh, um, bold action taken to advance gender equality. It is sad that COVID nineteen came in twenty twenty and completely rolled back the progress that had been made, not just um, in other countries of the world, but particularly in Uganda. And therefore, um, Generation Equality Forum was looking at how to address those gaps brought together governments, uh, corporations, philanthropists, and other change makers around the world to come up with a landmark uh, decision regarding um, gender equality and how to hold governments to account for advancing gender equality. Uh, at the end of that process, uh, the first phase was, uh, took, place in, um, took place in Mexico, and then it rounded up in, in, in France. And um, it, they came up with a five-year action journey, which is building on the Beijing platform for action. And the five-year action journey um, is thought to be able to give a, an impetus to the efforts of uh, development actors so that we, the, the progress that has been made would, would become irreversible. That is ambitious, but if we're not ambitious about gender equality, we may not, we may not make mean. any progress. So there have been commitments by all these actors that I mentioned up to 40 billion dollars. That's a lot of money. And that is bold and that is a huge commitment. But we want to see governments um, uh, put together those funds and and begin to put those in the hands of uh, gender equality actors across the world. We appreciate that Uganda contributed to this 40, million, 40 billion uh, US dollars. And we would like to see Uh, those funds being put to use. My understanding is that some of those funds will be dedicated to the parish development model, which is about 30% of parish development model that has been dedicated to women's empowerment, and that is highly commendable. So the Generation Equality Forum came up with um, six key areas, which include um, addressing gender-based violence, economic justice and rights, Uh, bodily autonomy, and sexual reproductive health and rights, Um, feminist action for climate justice, technology and innovation, as well as feminist movements and leadership. Why is that important? Because we want to see uh, the voice, the capacity, and the role of uh, feminist movements being played to advance uh, and catalyze change in these areas. And then there's also a, a compact on women's peace and security and humanitarian action. So for UN women here in Uganda, we want to leverage on already that process and um, we have ensured that our new strategic note has taken these uh, bold actions into consideration and we have integrated those into our uh, new strategic notes. We will continue to implement our normative mandate as well as our our, our, um, operational mandate and our coordination mandate, but it will not be business as usual. Why wouldn't it be business as usual? Because we've seen COVID has rolled back the gains and the analysis has shown that we have to think differently. Given the um, complex issues that women face, and their interconnectedness in such a complex way, it is important that we come up with, we break down silos in our programs. Uh, in the past years, we have had silos and, um, uh, uh, that are focused on, on single uh, objectives or priorities. Now what we're doing is ensuring that we can have integrated approaches towards all the work that we do. And in that regard, we want to focus on those integrated approaches so that we can address the root causes of uh, inequality and ensure that um, these um, produce catalytic actions that would enable us address uh, gender equality in a more sustainable and high impact manner. Um, One um, other uh, paradigm shift that we're bringing to our programs is to ensure that we implement gender transformative approaches. So what does that mean? So it's uh, three issues. Number one, we're looking at challenging all the work that we're doing, whether it's in women's economic empowerment or it's in the area of ending violence against women or it's in women's leadership. All the work that we do will be challenging uh, prevailing gender norms to ensure that we bring about that mindset shift, that will bring about uh, the transformation. And of course, um, the government's program on community mobilization and my- mindset change is important in this regard. Secondly, we want to promote positive social and political influence of women and girls in, uh, at community level, and at all levels in fact. So within the work that we're doing, whether it's women's economic empowerment, whatever we're doing, we would want to change those norms and then promote the, the, the role of women and their contribution to national development. Then also address power imbalances that we continue to see. Uh, even though we have, for example, affirmative action in the uh, parliament, we continue to see women being relegated to those seats that have pre- been preserved only for women. That shouldn't be. So we want to continue to address those um, power imbalances and, uh, and finally ensure that both men and women can contribute to addressing gender inequality. Uh, feminist action um, from the past used to just focus on women and uh, put the burden on them to address gender inequality. But with the shift, that UN Women is having in its programs now. We are placing more emphasis on bringing men on board to work alongside with women and and, um, advance uh, the principles of gender equality in all that we do. So um, for UN Women, we'll continue to work in these areas. And um, let me emphasize that over the years, UN Women um, have had um, a large proliferation of partners. We had over a hundred and something implementing partners which we have found through the analysis that we conducted that this is unwieldy. So part of the shift that we are bringing to our programs is to ensure that we can program more at the strategic level and and work with partners that can be able to bring about that transformative change at that higher level and cut down um, on uh, our retinue of partners, so let me emphasise the f- the um, uh, three areas that we'll be working in in Uganda. These three areas uh, have been drawn from the cooperation framework of the United Nations in Uganda, and also are fully aligned to the national development uh, plan for uh, the government of Uganda. The three areas are looking at transformative and inclusive governance, shared prosperity in uh, healthy environments, as well as uh, human well being and resilience. Those three areas uh, that the um, United Nations together have committed to over the next five years, UN Women is bringing a gender perspective to those three areas. So what we would want to see in the area of transformative governance is inclusive governance, uh, both for women and girls and for those who are left behind and also gender sensitive peace and security. So in this area, the focus would be on inclusive and accountable governance and and, um, access to justice for women and girls, because these are some of the areas where uh, women and girls have been left behind. So uh, our work will facilitate access uh, for uh, to justice for women and girls, ensuring that they can uh, access justice structures, uh, empower them to be able to assert their rights. We would also be working uh, with justice actors to provide um, adequate services f- for women and girls, and ensure that women and girls can um, um, address, can 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 advance uh, their rights in the justice sector. Also, we would be uh, ensuring that um, in terms of uh, addressing conflict and uh, disaster prevention and humanitarian action, we'll be empowering women and girls to play a critical role in advancing their rights. The second area is on um, shared prosperity, which is the focus of the United Nations. But the, the perspective we are bringing in, we'll be focusing on that shared prosperity for women and girls. So uh, for us, the two uh, major areas that we'll be focusing on uh, um, in increasing the productivity and income and access to resources for women and girls, and also ensuring that uh, women have the capacity to play a key role in um, climate change adaptation. And uh, within that context, um you and women will be working with um, national actors on the ground to break down the barriers that hold women back and strengthen the capacity of national actors to create the opportunities for women to um, uh, contribute to um, climate change adaptation and disaster risk reduction uh, for the first time UN Women would be uh, programming in the area of disaster risk reduction. We're just going into that area. There's a critical role that women have to play at community level, particularly in disaster risk reduction. So we'll be leveraging on that. Also, uh, 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 building the capacity of women to better uh, play a role in public procurement. Um, That is one area where, in most African countries, is the exclusive, almost the exclusive preserve of men. So UN Women will be building the capacity of women and helping them to understand those uh, public procurement processes and and giving them inroads into those processes so that they can also both contribute and take advantage of of the procurement processes as well as uh, value chain um, opportunities in the private sector. Um, Let me move to the last area. Uh, And I would want to uh, highlight uh, the fact that we'll be working in the area of human well-being and resilience. Uh, For me, uh, our work on this third pillar is, uh, is, is critical. So for me, it's like it's at the center of everything that UN women would be doing. Because as I told you, Uh, For the transformative change that we want to see, uh, one of the most important things is about that mindset change. So uh, the two um, priorities within this pillar include uh, giving women the access to uh, social uh, and protection services and also ensuring that uh, women and girls' rights can be fulfilled in a culturally responsive Environment. We know that culture holds women back in so many ways. And so we're working with a plethora of actors who uh, we know are gatekeepers, uh, community gatekeepers, and have influence within the community and would be able to influence a transformation in uh, cultural issues. And one major area would be early marriage, for example, given the huge uh, numbers that we're seeing. In uh, early marriage after COVID, as well as early pregnancy, so we want to see um, uh, the uh, uh, transformation in that area. We want to see governments and other actors held to account in um, advancing uh, positive social norms and uh, human well-being, especially for men and girls. Also. Um, We have been engaging traditional leaders, religious actors to uh, help them understand the importance of transformation in the uh, culture, the importance of that transformation and how um, harmful traditional practices continue to impede uh, the progress of women and girls in uh, contributing to um, national development. So that's another area that we would be focusing on and we would want to see a change. We want to see a change in the delivery of essential services, especially in the area of sexual reproductive health and rights, not just for women, but also for young women as well. Uh, We know the taboo uh, around uh, young women accessing these these kinds of services. We want to ensure that uh, they're able to access uh, services Uh, as a right and also um, uh, improve their access to justice as a service